we just finished the very first week of LCS in 2020, literally like half an hour ago, and we're live right now with Hotline League, the new post-game show for Monday nights. You watch you watch League of Legends, you watch Monday Night League on Monday nights. Now this is your new place to tune in immediately following the broadcast. Tell your friends, all right? You, you're done it's with that Bud Light crap. You come over here where we drink good beer. If I can be a part of this. Kobe's walking in right now, too. But he's going to walk past the door and then shut his door, so we won't get to interact with him. But he's here in the background of Hotline League, episode 107. You're scaring me, Travis. Why do you have energy? Ah, so it's like whenever I'm not sitting at home all day. Uh, all right. By the way, shout out to Alienware. They're great. Love them. Thanks for sponsoring the show. We're going to talk more about them later. I'm joined right now by Mark, my, my constant co-host here on Hotline League. How's it going, Mark? It's great. We just did the first... Uh, analyst desk for Monday Night League. How was it? Is it different? Is there? Different uh, I mean, you saw we had a different host, Gabby. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean that. Yes, Gabby. And Gabby's definitely different. And the vibe was a little different too. You guys did more like at least the pre-show. At least was a little bit more like interview based. Yeah, it was more conversational. Uh, so what we're going for, I think, a little less like segment, segment, segment right. type stuff. I think. I don't know if that'll stay or what, but also like we had different graphics packages. You know. Uh, so overall different Jack's in the chat. Congratulations to Jack on a two Oh week. He's got to be feeling good. Him fly. Yeah. And dig. It's really surprising given that they lost the off season that they managed to sneak out a few wins while their teams are weak. You know, yeah, they always lose the off season. So it's just, it's fascinating how this stuff keeps happening. You do sound a little quieter. I do. Someone in chat said I'm loud compared to you, okay. but I do feel like you're a little quieter than normal okay, to me. I will, uh, I will here. How about, how about this? Is this better? Does that sound better? Oh, yeah. That yeah, it sounds better. Okay, great. Did All you right. just boost the... Whatever. Yeah. He, Jack was tweeting, or C9 was tweeting that they... they What? They uh, scammed EG, which I oh, thought was, yeah. was pretty interesting. It, I almost bought in with that. I was really scared to predict EG uh, after they were 0-3 on the week, and I was like, oh, shit, are they going to go 0-4, not in Super Oh, their week? academy teams lost too? Yeah, and Kumo and Sven were playing in those games. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah so everyone was just like, holy shit, what's going on? And then they, then they won this game, thank yeah. God. So, um, let's see. Lots to talk about. Uh, Academy Rush. Play, streamers, or sorry, players not being able to stream against Academy, which I think, I re- I hope was we it, get a call in about that, because I think that'll be interesting. Wasn't that always true? Um. I don't know if it was always true, but it seems more relevant now because you Academy could never is stream against LCS. I know that. that and I th- yeah, that I know. So I thought you couldn't stream against the Academy. So Jack says it's be always wrong. been true, but yeah. seemingly it's more relevant now because Academy is being broadcast more often. But it's not. Is it not? I didn't think Monday. all the games were broadcast before. No, I mean, it's, it's come and gone, but like, it, it wasn't even Academy. Like, you couldn't, uh, Jack can correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even think you could stream against Challenger when Challenger was a thing. Maybe you could, but I didn't think, definitely not since Academy. And Academy, they were like, uh, they were broadcasting games Thursday, Friday before, or maybe it was just Friday, but Friday's always been a broadcast day. Well, whatever. If somebody wants to call in and talk about it, we can. I mean, because Reddit seemed to have pretty strong feelings about it, um, well, and especially because it was up against Academy Rush, which I think was seemingly a bit of a flop from the audience perspective this week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we I think just talking about Academy Rush as a whole is, is yeah. interesting. And then we can talk about the new schedule, four days only on, on Saturday, Sunday. Now we've experienced it, plus some Monday night games. 
I gotta say, I like Monday Night League. I feel pretty good right now. Um, I liked. So I liked going in today, watching those games. The vibe was pretty cool. Um, I like that it was only two games, uh, for LCS at least. Like it, it's it's a good. I like it so far. I think it's pretty good, and and the viewership was all right, and I think could get better over time. Actually, I think this Monday night so far I like. Now I actually suspect that we're gonna get a lot of callers that will agree with that because they're gonna be like West Coast callers and stuff because we're streaming so late, but. I so far I like it, and I know that EU fans don't like it. If if EU fans watch LCS, that's kind of a shitty situation for them. So why are you watching such trash teams, anyways? Um, let's see. Jack says I think all LCS pros should be doing everything they can to promote our development leagues. So I disagree with that. So maybe Jack can call in, and because I actually don't, I I fundamentally disagree with Academy being like a a broadcast product. I just don't think that it's people are gonna care. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> um. Then what else? Oh, obviously all the matches. TSM going zero two. The one of the worst games I have watched in a long time was that Immortals TSM game. That was it was so rough. painful. I felt bad. So Kobe is on the other side as well. I felt bad for him. I apologized to him whenever he came home last night. I felt Sorry, like I, I cast that. I needed to make him a cake or something because it was great. Because I think he was casting with Riv. And Riv was just like, and here it goes. Oh, they're going to see if they can finish it out. Oh, and we're approaching the 60-minute mark. And I could just hear Kobe's voice whenever it would turn to him for analysis. And it just, he, I was, he was suffering. There was such pain in that man's voice as he had to, like, at the 55-minute mark, explain that they were going to have to get a second elder to close it out. Um, What else? Yeah. New, I guess... I don't know. Uh, the Bud Light thing is interesting. We can talk about that. Maybe some people have feelings about the Bud Light stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Anything else? Oh, Frisco, I mean, just, Texas as the the finals. Oh yeah. Um, the this the printout player of the weeks. Oh yeah, Frog actually is getting the first statue. Yeah. So for those that didn't catch it, Mastercard is part of like the sponsorship activation with with Mastercard. Is now when you get MVP, they make a statue of the player. And they give the the statue to the player itself, and also somebody who like uh, tweeted at and predicted who the MVP would be. So that's kind of cool. If you um, think I look nice tonight, people in Twitch chats, because I just came from the LCS, so I yeah. have hair and makeup on. That's actually that's great. Actually, You're not going to look homeless it, no, anymore on the show. No, it's going to ruin the. It's going to ruin the show. That's the whole aesthetic. Welcome to the Alienware Hotline League post game show with Mark Z and Travis Gafford. Alienware is paying for a homeless man to appear on broadcast, and they are not getting that right now. I doubt they'll be happy about this. We got to get an email from them. Hey, we really appreciate all the work that, you know, the extra effort you and Mark are putting into the show this year. It really shows. All right. Um, am I forgetting anything else? Twitch chat, remind me. That was most of it. Looking at Looking at Twitch chat. I mean, obviously, there's oh, all the, the what I was going to say was about like uh, someone, someone on your most recent episode commented like, ah, why do they even ask for callers if they clearly have things they want to talk about and stuff? And it was only because it was the off season. And if we don't stay hands on with the topics, it just re- repeats to like, I think TSN will be top three. Yeah, I think we TSN would just sucks. we just end up with predictions the whole time. So right. So now that now that we're back in the season, we can leave it a lot more open ended because most people will be talking about things we're interested in talking yes. about anyways. And and also if if people are referring to this part of the call or the show where we are kind of like priming the audience with some topics, it's because 
if we don't do this, like people don't always have the best takes. Are you okay over there, Mark? What are you what are you cracking up about? My girlfriend was asking about microwaving popcorn. That's it. Okay. Well, it must must have been real funny because you were interrupting the show with your laughter. I thought I muted. You couldn't hear me. I could see it. Anyway, let's let's talk. Be a about professional. It. Let's talk about League of Legends. Uh, all right. So I got a we, bunch of callers already. Really? Okay. Well, but uh, it might be too late. Or do, are you still looking for callers? We're still looking for callers for sure. Okay, do you want to explain so how the show say. works? Yeah, we got a couple calls already, but if you still want to try and get on, I'm spamming the Discord link in Twitch chat. So you can go ahead and click that and join up in the Discord. And when you get here, uh, go ahead and join the Pleb Calls voice channel. And then you're going to post your topics and what you want to talk about in the Pleb Topics text channel. So go ahead and put whatever it is you want to talk about. If we want to talk about it, we'll grab you and bring you into the waiting room uh, if we like your take. And then you'll hang out there until it's your turn. We'll do a quick mic check, make sure everything's good before bringing you on air. Great. And uh, a couple of shout outs to some people who subbed earlier on Crimson Trin, NA Alistar, ESN Josh, Blank27, Odd One Villain for gifting us up to Boner Michael to heal. We'll keep going through some of those throughout this. All right, Mark, you want to go grab our first caller? Sure. Just hop into it right away for a yeah. little behind schedule. Okay. Nice. Uh, people in the waiting room who are currently headset muted, un unmute. You have to be listening to me to be able to talk to me. The Iron Schnitzel, thank you for the Prime. Lighter God, 100 bits. Wild, LOL, thank you for the 15 months. MACD Shifty, 13 months. My PS, 27 months. By the way, I got to say, this has been... I, I was really excited to have LCS back this week. I No, oftentimes, you know, kind of like when you're going to go on like a big... Oh, Kobe's in the chat. He said, topic number one, should Kobe be allowed to get a cat for... Okay. We're fucking done with this. I vote yes on the cat. I guess we time that guy out. Anyway, Tom Shu is here. Tom Shu, welcome to the show. Remind me again where you're calling from. Uh, hey, guys. What's going on? Yeah, good to have you back. Where are you calling from? Yeah. Uh, calling from uh, Hampton Road, Virginia. Nice. Nice. By the way, Mark, sorry to interrupt Tom, but Pippi Opie uh, came up and introduced himself to me at the, the tailgate, which was kind of fun. On, on Saturday? Yeah, on Saturday. Oh. By the way, tailgate was lit. On Saturday. It was the most poppin' tailgate I think we've ever, or like first day. Sunday I've ever seen. it was shit, but it was lit on Saturday. <laughs> All right, straight fire. Tom, shoot, what do you want to talk? What do you want to talk about on the show? <laughs> oh yeah, uh, so I want to talk about the the new Academy Rush format that uh, LCS is experimenting with. Sure. Uh, well, I I sort of get what they're trying to get at. You know, trying to you know introduce Academy for like a more like casual player base and. They don't want to, you know, get too much into the weeds of the game because, you know, people kind of get bored because, like, I don't even know these players and, like, who the heck is, who the heck is, like, Shurnfire or whatever. And I think they did an okay job for the first week, but there are still, like, plenty of, like, improvements they could be, that could be made despite it being, like, a good idea in the first place. So your take is that Academy Rush is a good idea? Yeah, it, it's a good idea for filthy casuals is what I mean. Casual like for like, yeah, exactly. For someone who doesn't like want to break down the game because that's just basically impossible. It's just like form, action, right? action, action. Yeah, exactly. But we need we need to get people show these action, show the action. We need solo kills and ganks and just constant fighting nonstop, just to get people to stay interested in these players. So, 
what first off mark are you part of the academy rush broadcast i didn't watch it this week i probably should no not at all okay so you can feel free to shit on it then i guess what did you watch any of it <laughs> yeah i did okay uh i think it will be a divisive program for people who are not plebs and want to watch the game they'll never like it because it's not what it is i'm running a poll right be... now in twitch chat yeah. do you care about academy rush we're gonna yeah, see like over first there. time I saw it, like I, did, I already hated it. You phrased this I'm, badly. Do you care? Because because I don't care. What you should say is, did you like Academy Rush? Because I I I don't care. But you liked it, right? Because you're asking if I cared about Academy Rush. Yeah, but I feel like it's better to ask people if they care. Because if you like it but you don't care, you're probably not going to tune into it. Right, but that those are the people who don't even like Academy. Ever. You're not going to make a satisfying Academy product for people who don't like Academy. Well, I want to find out how many people like Academy. I mean, okay. if you want to stop getting 70... trashed in Worlds, then you better start caring about Academy. No, no that's, that's you don't. Viewers. That's that's don't care. That's where it's wrong. So I yeah, think viewers... people somehow think that you need to care. Like, if we want to improve LCS talent, we should care about Academy as viewers. That's wrong. Like, the... The development leagues of traditional sports do not have a shit ton of people caring about them. That's not why they exist. They care to, to level up talent so that you can bring that talent into the major league. It's not like... Yeah, that, go ahead. Yeah, that's kind of weird because we're, we're making another like traditional sports comparison. Because, like, I don't know, like we're talking about, okay, so we don't pay attention to development leagues and academy, but... Like, of course, last time I've seen is you've seen people can have eyes on these players. And heck, like, considering that owners and GMs and players are so close to the community, they would potentially have more an effect, more of an effect on their player decisions. Like, you're actually I mean, like, if, player, if that's, team that's, owners and GMs if, are making decisions based off of fan sentiment, community perception. Yeah. That's a bad. Then, then they're bad at their jobs and they're, they're going to get cycled out anyways. And thank God they're, that they're this already is... bad at their jobs, man. Yeah, but you, I'm sorry, Tom, to, to spoil the people watching's bubble, but it's not on us to fix the scene, and we're not capable of it anyways, as, like, viewers and fans. If you, if there's some idea that, like, we're going to fix it, it's going to be on us by, like, it's like by a- watching Academy and saying, I really like Yasui. I hope he gets a chance. That's, he needs a chance. I mean, I'm not so, saying you're wrong. Do, do your <laughs> part for North America, League of Legends, and watch Academy. Suffer through these games. No. You, the order- way that you get better... Is by having the right infrastructure, getting the right teams, having better coaches, having uh, better players, a better environment, and the getting eyeballs on academy is is none of that. Um, we're getting yeah. a little off topic, but what but I will yeah. say, yeah, my, we are getting off topic. I did want to talk about like some of the improvements they could make to the format. Okay, well, okay, let's give me give me sixty seconds here, maybe two minutes, one hundred twenty seconds here. Do we think Academy Rush should exist? Because I'm ready to take the stance that it shouldn't. Because I just don't... I think there's a lot of effort being put into a thing that people don't care about. I I mean, it 100% depends on the business side of it. If it's making money and it helps teams, I don't have any problem with it. My only sentiment is that... I'm not even saying like we shouldn't care about Academy. I'm just saying it's not on the viewers. Because I see Jack in chat talking about how doing things to help academy to offset the budget of having to hire academy is good by getting fans to care i can buy that argument but i also think um teams should be willing to invest anyways if they care about winning and 
be smart with their money and stuff like that. Um, yeah, my only concern is it costs a lot of money to operate that broadcast. Is hiring everybody like r- turning on the lights for the LCS studio costs a lot of money. Like uh, I don't know, a lot of people don't. Not that I'm some expert at production, but oftentimes in production they have to talk about the cost just to turn on a studio. Right, you need X number of people to operate cameras and the control room and do all the switching and like all these types of things. And these are all people that are professionals. So you have to pay them a ton. So I just don't know if like a twenty to thirty thousand dollar or sorry twenty to thirty thousand viewer broadcast is going to be enough to. Like you can make enough money off that to offset, to even just cover the cost of operating the broadcast, let alone then passing that money onto the teams. Right, and, and that's, I mean, that, I think that's totally fair, and that's a hundred percent on Riot to know. And if they're trying to, like, because eventually you fill up sponsorships, right? The analyst desk is sponsored, and Alienware we're in sponsors this, and you have State Farm, you got Red Bull, you got all these sponsors. Suddenly, you, you just need more things to sponsor, like a Bud Light League Lounge that happens on the <laughs> Monday night broadcast. Then you have the Academy Rush for, I don't know, one of those brain apps yeah. that makes you smarter. You know, like just yeah. creating more products creates more sponsorship opportunities. And so, like, as long as you can offset those costs, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Sponsored by okay. Surge Energy Drink. Okay, so back to so so let's just go into the premise that this thing should only exist if it can get the viewership that it needs to, to exist, and then Riot has to decide what that is. But to Tom's shoe point, you were Tom, you were saying you watched it and you felt like there were some improvements that could be made. Yeah, there are some things that they could really do an improvement. Uh I noticed they were doing like a lot of quick cuts. Like it goes like straight from like one team fight and then we can completely switch over to the next one and go into a next team fight without giving you know the previous 20 or 30 second build up to that team fight and it's like i think it'd be a little easier for people to follow and a little less whip around if you can they can have that context between fights and like have that uh you know that build up between that stuff and uh where's my well i think here so i saw i I forget if it was dave stewart who's the executive producer or or somebody else but in that reddit thread that was kind of shitting on he was pretty active um, yeah somebody mentioned that they agree that they were cutting way too quickly because somebody was like you're cutting every like 20 or 30 seconds it should be probably every couple minutes and so i do think that that is something they're looking to do yeah Yeah, they can be a little more liberal with replays because uh yeah, because I doubt people are really watching the time. Like, everyone knows that this is, like, basically, like, air quotes, live. But, yeah, it just it just makes things a lot easier. Yeah. What else you got, Tom? Uh, can we have, like, a... You know, like, how Ian has that little, like, bottom line on the bottom of, oh, like, ticker. like, a ticker? Yeah. Yeah, you can have, like, kill score, gold lead, what time is it? You can have some dragons down there. That would be really nice to show people how the games are going in between. And you know, even even when you're whipping around, you can still get an idea of how the other games are going in real time. I don't know if that'd be possible, but Mark, I'm kind of curious. How much do you? So you, you're actually. It's kind of funny because you spent like a split or two doing a pseudo version of this, where you were on the analyst desk trying to track two different streams. (laughs) How how manageable is it? Like how how reasonable is it to expect fans to be able to keep up with? what is happening across these different games simultaneously? Um, I don't think it's possible to keep up on the level that you keep up on a typical game. Um, I think, you know, Tom's point, you can do a couple things to help have a little bit more information. Like, 
if if a gold lead is just scrolling across in like maybe a couple like kda type things that's fine and that can help you know when you pop into that game oh i already kind of know tsm is winning or something right i think all that's fine but you're not gonna know this team has six dragon like because once you start putting too much information in that ticker it takes too long to scroll through. Sure. There's four games going on. You start inundating people with with information. So I, I don't think you'll ever be able to to track four games, dragging counts, rift turtle counts, turret counts, itemization choices, and like you know you just well you, you don't need to be that detailed. It's more well, so that's, just, that's what I'm saying know, is is kill, just kills time, dragons gold. Yeah, and like I think the main four to describe whether a team is generally in the lead or not. Yeah. Right, and that's that's what I'm saying is it it if you're asking if you'll ever be able to follow it because because Travis was asking about when I was on the analyst desk and I could follow two games at a decent level I can know major points what's going on I can know why a team lost I know their drafts I know everything um, I would miss some of the minutia that's really important like oh that guy did a slow push a minute ago and now something's happening right like I, I would miss some of that but I would I mostly have a good idea and if anything big happened i would go back and, and, and go back until i found out what happened because i had the replay tool available for me and that's really why it worked is not because i was watching two games simultaneously but because i would go back because i was spectating the games myself um mm-hmm. this doesn't exist for academy rush it never will so that's all i was saying was you have to come to terms with the most you're going to know is generally who's winning you join in you see some cool plays you say ah that was that was a good move by by phoenix at 80 carry apparently it's working out maybe you know yeah. and that's and then you move on to the next thing right yeah i i, I agree and can we maybe also be cool if you just had like the four streams and like attached it to ProView or something like that and you could have like a squad stream going on you can watch all yeah four i wonder at the same time. well i think it's 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 hard because i think academy is already very niche pro yeah. is very niche so now you've created like a niche niche situation where it's like how many people <laughs> are going to actually be using this functionality versus how what it costs for them to like, I don't want to say build it out, but like to operate it, right? Like it, it, there is like a, a level of maintenance needed to do something like that. So I do think that's interesting, um, but I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm like, I'm not a filthy casual. So like, I'm always going to prefer the old format, but it's just like, I don't know if you can ever see like, just if they actually can get like some kind of benefit out of this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think yeah. my, my sense watching it when they were doing the initial swaps is the, the audio cuts weren't super clean. Sometimes they didn't take the audio down enough for James to speak over it. There's production uh, issues for sure. Right. There was, there's yeah. a, a significantly more noticeable amount of production issues than the average LCS broadcast. Cause it's a new product. And I think when they f- hammer those out, it will feel decent. Um, and that's what it's hoping to do is just be, better than trying to get people to watch 15 academy games for people who want to keep up or not 15 academy i'm gonna say five academy games. the for for people who care about you know who don't really care about academy right yeah so okay uh you have one more take tom i don't know if you have anything else but i, I just want to limit us before we move on to the next caller uh no that's pretty much it can i say my last thing yeah can we talk about how i was right again about rioma and ika being trash like can we get some NA mids? Can we get Yasui a league spot? Because I'm so sick of seeing him ELO held by crash junglers. It's so ridiculous. Oh 
my God, get this man a spot. Get Demonte a spot. Why do we have these people in the league? Right. Please. Right. Oh, my God. Tom? Send help. Tom, we need, need Tom, more talent. Tom, Tom, we need more talent. Tom, get this man a team. Tom, I'm going to meet you. Get this man a team. I swear. Okay, we're meeting Tom. Okay, uh, Mark. Aika and... Rayuma, what's the early look for both these guys? I think we'll have some more callers about this. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll bite my tongue for now and just say, uh, Ika's 2-0, right? Wasn't he? Or is he 1-1? He's 1-1. 1-1. Whatever. There you go. Tom, thanks uh, for the call. Anything you want to shout out as we say goodbye? Well, I pretty much just like blew my load right there. But Okay, he's gone. All right, <laughs> on to the next caller. <laughs> okay some people dipped out of the, the thing the room they got spooked i guess so oh by the way i oh mark's gone were you talking to me yeah yeah. i was about to say i do we have any fly quest callers uh you gonna talk about the trees i don't want to say i actually we make t- t- fun of fly quest a lot they're off to a good start i'm gonna say like i actually like the rebrand i i think they're jerseys. i mean i think i i think i have a fly quest Caller about them being good this year, and so we okay. can maybe lump it in there. Okay, okay. Off you go. All right. Uh, thank you to Lighter God Wild MacD Shifty for thirteen months, my PS for twenty seven months, which is crazy. I am Bear Claws D Brown Docs Simba Kid Ronald Did Ho Joker Can't Spell Ghetto Stripper and Gavo two six five. OG Kush is returning the show. OG Kush, you've called in before, right? I have. Uh, twice, I think. Yeah. Yep. Well, Last welcome. time I called, I was in. <laughs> I was at uh, in lab, and it was a little awkward. But oh, that's right, because I think you. <laughs> yeah, you were. You were figuring it out. Well, welcome back to the show. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Chapel Hill, North Carolina. That's right. I think I remember this. Um, because I yep. think, I think Hunter's from around that area. I want to say anyway. What do you uh, want to talk about in the show tonight? Um, at least in NA, like Senna feels like really underwhelming. Like I, I don't understand why it's getting so much priority. Like I think the only game so far that it seemed good was the Hundred Thieves game, but besides that, it just seems like I don't know. It doesn't win lane. It kind of just sits there. Like uh, I don't know. Like in and I think it's I think partly it's like uh how how it's being played in oh, NA. How, how she's being played. Um, oh, sorry, she's my bad. Yeah, get it together. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, yeah. He's, just, he's just a caller, right? He's not used to speaking. My bad, my bad. Everyone. My bad. <clears throat> like, Aphelios and, and Z- like, Aphelios, Brahm, and Zyra Khan seem, like, so much better because of, like, uh, how, I don't know, they seem so much better in lane. And like deep, like DPS, like du- like double lift on Senna versus double lift on Zaya. That's like what stood out to me. Uh, Maybe double lift is just a shit Senna. <laughs> True. He lost. He he was losing lane early let's, too. Let's not get excited, okay? Aphelios uh, yeah. I think it's supposed to be good for Senna. I mean, I'm sure it's jungle or support. All right, this yeah. is definitely more of a Mark thing. But Mark is Senna bad? I don't think Senna's bad. I think she is a bit of a utility marksman. Um, you know, obviously with the shield and the healing and stuff that comes in, she she scales really weird, and a lot of it is lethality. And so, I think in games that you fall behind with her, she looks really bad. And then she has people kind of talk about her being a little bit like Caitlyn, where she has this really 
it's kind of meh mid and late game. It's not great, but uh, she scales infinitely. And so when you start getting into those longer games, you saw Kabe, you know, maybe there's a mo- like a bit of time in the middle where you're like, he's doing nothing. But then suddenly he's like, you know, 1v5 protecting the base by like hitting people, you know? So I think yeah. she does have a lot of potential. And there were a couple good games with her. Um, you kind of mentioned the 100 Thieves game. Uh, you're talking about the one from today, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there was also the Johnson game on it um for dignitas he 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 had a, a good performance um i think you need to draft other damage with it so you're not dependent on her and um you know the 100 thieves game there's i i think jizuke just really made it hard for people and they started itemizing mr and then once there's no armor it's, it's really good but like if you have an oriana which i think was in the the game with uh, Froggen and Undignitas, it was a really good showing for it as well. So I think it's a little, um, it's a very different champion than what we're used to seeing in the marksman role, but I think it it's still strong. Yeah, I feel like like it just seems so slow, like at least in the in the early game, um, that maybe it's just not being abused as as much, but. Uh... I guess I haven't watched much like uh, LPL. How much Senna they're playing? That probably would be a good idea. It's it's super high priority. Basically, the three marksmen that everyone's playing are Aphelios, yeah. Misfortune, and Senna. And uh, I think Senna Senna is really good. I, I'm a I I was talking with Jat too. There's some optimizations that we're still wondering about. Like Black Cleaver apparently applies two stacks on each auto, so you can uh, mm. with an auto Q auto you break them completely because I think Q does it twice as well, so you can get full shred so maybe you know if you have another ad threat it could work i don't know we we were just kicking around we're not sure rfc is 100 percent the best thing yeah Stuff like that. yeah maybe it, it could mark oh hello discord just died yeah that, that happened for you too yeah we're now using skype what the fuck Everyone in chat saying it too. Discord is dead. Like the server. How do we do this now? How do we do this fucking show? All, like, it's not like our server died. No, Discord, no, Discord as a service. The entirety of Discord has just died. Discord. We've reverted to Skype. I gotta go. Rip Discord on Twitter. Wow. What's that background noise? Oh, sorry. My, my girlfriend's watching TV, and when I'm not using the right microphone, it doesn't gate properly. Can you switch to the other one? All right. Uh, hello, everyone. Oh, wait. Discord's back. Are you getting back on? Sure. Okay. Uh, it's slowly coming back to life. I see people loading in. I'm trying to join. <clears throat> Fascinating. I've never, I've never seen anything like that before. That's crazy. Sorry, podcast listeners who have to sit through this. Okay, I see Mark in the waiting room. Why won't it let me join? Bring me, bring me back to. The I, I had to, I had to, I had to double click it. I'm trying to double, just the, spam click it. What was the, the band that sang "Bring Me Back to Life"? You know, with the female singer. It was uh, Evanescence. Evanescence. Evanescence yeah. That's right. Wake me up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wake up. I'm trying to bring OG Cushion. OG Cush, are you here? I'm back. Sorry, Discord just died. These yeah, are the type I of... Thought... 
I just want to point out about to uh, do uh, do hotline league over DMs or something. Yeah, you know, I <laughs> I uh, just want to point out people make fun of hotline league for having technical issues. I have never seen Discord the entire program and service just crash. Yeah, I think right? Discord really really hated my take on that or something. People flame me, but this is the classic. Anyway, <clears throat> where are we at? We were talking about Senna. I think God, you guys I can't were everyone who's in the room. What's that? Oh, everybody has to. You have to pull people back into the waiting room. Yeah, I don't remember who was there. Um, if I you were Con in the waiting room, message Mark what your take was, and yeah, he'll pull you back in. Balls. His name is Oswald on Discord. All right, OG Kush, you want to wrap up your take? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just yeah. Overall, it's so so far, it's probably just because NA is. Na, uh, but yeah, Senna just seems pretty un underwhelming. I, 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 I'll be interesting to see if we can, as a region overall, figure the champion out because it's kind of cool. Uh, to it's a, it's a cool she, champion. She's pretty cool. So, yeah, I said. Yeah, I, I think. Uh, she's a, God damn it, Travis. Mark, yeah. Mark was about to say something and then he got distracted probably by <laughs> yeah, managing yeah, Discord like, stuff. Yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> OG Kush, anything you want to say before we? You want to say? Um, Goodbye. Let's go liquid, I guess. Have a good one. Bye. All right. Mark, are we stabilizing right now? I can stall if you need more time to. No, uh, I, I got more people in there. Okay. Uh, I'll go grab someone. Okay, cool. D9 Jack resub for eight months. Thanks, Jack. Whistle Britches for the five months. Shanchi Cho for the two months. Dead Sticks for the prime. Joshi Koala with the two months and odd one villain gives a sub to Captain Flowers. Uh, thank you for gifting a sub to Captain Flowers. This weekend I was I was walking into the building and out of nowhere, I didn't know who it was at first. I just get like tackle hugged. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And in my ear I just hear We beat Team Liquid twice. And it was Jack, and he was happy because they had just beaten Team Liquid in LCS and Academy. And it was very startling. And very scary, and I'm still recovering from um, that assault. Getting hugged by Jack? Yeah, yeah. Well, Jack's it was just, never it hugged was, me. It so. was very spooky. He was very, he was very excited. He does look like a teddy bear. Like, welcome cheesecake to <laughs> the sh the show. Where are you calling from? Cheesecake. Where are you calling from? I just muted. Unlucky. I'm calling from Iowa. Iowa. Okay, whereabouts in Iowa? Uh, Newton, Iowa. Okay, okay. It's about. Like, Are you actually sorry. from Iowa? Uh, no, no, no. Really I was just when you're like, oh, like you, no. you're thinking of a city in Iowa. No, uh, I didn't quite hear the question, but then it came to me. Okay, All right, but yeah. what, what, do you, what do you want to talk? He's not from Iowa. That's what we've learned. <laughs> no, okay. Uh, but I, uh, my topic is. Uh, how after this week, I am convinced for this split, not for like total rankings for like worlds or anything, but for this split, I think FlyQuest and Dignitas will fight for third. FlyQuest and Dig will fight for third. Who do you have in first and second? Uh, that I'm now, I'm not gonna confirm for that really, but if I had to say right now, since well, you're putting this me on the spot, it's always funny when Travis, people do this because you have to in order spot, to decide. Travis. But I would put Team Liquid Cloud9. Okay. It's funny to me when people say, like, third, but then they can't give you a first or second because I'm like, how did you figure out they'd be third without knowing who's going to get there? 
Anyway, whatever. That is fair. So, but yes. So you think um, FlyQuest and Dig? You're saying? Yes. Fresh off their two O weekend. Okay. Yes. So what? What gives you the confidence that they will be third, and why not first or second? So I think that uh, just Cloud 9 structure in general and uh, how the players just looked as a cohesive unit, uh, they'll um, they'll just stay at the top next to Team Liquid. I don't know if I don't know who will be first or second compared to the two. I think it depends on how quickly uh, Broxa comes back for um, Team Liquid to get more wins, because I think once Brox is back, then it will be a lot different. And I am a little biased, because I am a Fnatic fan, too. So, <laughs> But yeah. I honestly think that Team Liquid, once Brox is back, they'll be either undefeated when he's back, or, like, one game, maybe. Uh, and also, I think that the reason why I think Natas and FlyQuest will fight for third is because uh, their wins were pretty convincing, even though they were, like, lower well kind of lower uh seated teams it seems uh dignitas uh uh so likes to take a lot of resources uh whether like ganks and uh just farm in general and uh usually grig it doesn't look good but uh in pro play but lately i think it's just easier for him because Froggen doesn't like resources a lot he just likes to farm for like 20 minutes or whatever, like he did on Victor, and he just pops off later. And I think their bot lane is pretty solid. I think Johnson's first few games were really good. And I think despite Afro Moo's first death was kind of, I wouldn't say total int, but it was pretty bad. Uh, he picked up later on, and I think that all of them beating, uh, being veterans... Uh, helps Johnson a lot learn the game a lot quicker than he would on a different team. And I also think, uh, and the reason why I say FlyQuest is because uh, last split, or not last split, last year, spring split, uh, they were fourth. And after seeing uh, Viper, well, okay, he did get Riven, but like he looked a lot better and Santorin looked like spring split self. And... Uh, Poe and Ignar are just total upgrades from what they had before, especially in support. Sure. So you're feeling and, pretty good about about both these teams. Yes. Okay. Mark. <clears throat> I mean, um, it is only like here's the thing: it's only been one week. Yeah. And and so I, you know, everybody always has like strong reactions, but. Yeah. Well, so we didn't get too much into the FlyQuest one, and so maybe we'll we'll do that, but. Top three seems pretty open for taking right now. I think you're right about Team Liquid and C9 being one, two. I'm definitely on board with that train. Uh, TSM was my third. They're looking pretty sketch right now. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, this is all caveated with it's been one week. EG was my four. Eh, better game today, but we'll see where 100 Thieves lands. I didn't have them in playoffs, so. Yeah, Jazuke you know, for- could. I think it depends on Jizuke for Evil Geniuses, but well, yeah, and and they played Ryoma, and we'll we'll get into some of this, but he he seems like a potential weak point. Uh, so CLG doesn't look good. FlyQuest is you know the other one you're saying they look more impressive than I would have thought, but I don't have a ton of faces. Faith as people get better, Immortals, Golden Guardians, and what do we need to say? 
So I do think it is very possible for Dig to take third. Your primary competition is TSM if they fix themselves, FlyQuest if they maintain, and EG if they can get a little bit better right now is how it feels. Um, so I think it is pretty reasonable. I really liked what I saw out of week one out of them. Uh, Froggen obviously has always been a great uh, individual mechanical player. Seems like he's working very well with this team right now, uh, which has kind of been the rub on him for the past couple of years was, yeah, he didn't have great teammates, but it also didn't feel like he elevated them necessarily. It was a lot of just like, eh. and I heard talking with a lot of players who who were on teams with him that they, they didn't really enjoy either jungling for him or uh, being in other lanes. So it's good to see that this is totally different. Uh, the question is, can they keep getting better? You know, and is this a team that's going to grow to see if they can push beyond that? But right now I'm with you. I feel pretty good about um, putting them top three, top four. I want to make a quick point where for Froggen is I think that he might do a lot better with this roster because there's so many veterans and some, so many of them have had success. Or so many. It's just Huni and Aphromoot, but still. Um, and I think that's really good for him because as we can see, like he might be a player like Xmithy because he's now he might get better in the split and they did win one game, but he still hasn't looked like his team liquid self, I would say. So maybe let's uh, who he's playing with. I don't know. Yeah, let's. I'll, we'll, we'll try and stay focused on these teams because I'm sure we'll hit some of yeah, the other ones. So, but. so Mark, the one thing to point out here is you are the resident frog and hater, I believe. <laughs> you got MVP this weekend. And yeah, I voted for him. Seemed, I voted for him. Seemed quite Both strong. Hater voting is this confirmation that he has always just been held back by his teams, like some other analysts with angry British accents have claimed? Um, I don't know. It's one of those things where it, eat I've always away. talked. I always talk about this number. We actually talk about frog, and is it's like mm-hmm. it's so hard to have a, just a normal conversation about him because the frog and fans like he had after the first game on Reddit, the the comment section is just like he was never washed up. He's always been <laughs> the best, you know, yeah. like Thorn. <laughs> it's just like people they, they they take it to the extreme. Not like hey, great for showing. I really like this guy. Like his fans are so passionate that they will like shit on anyone who disagrees when they have the ammo to use right and then when bad things happen because the fans have been so aggressive in the other direction everyone comes out the other way you know and then they're like he's shit he's he's never succeeded in north america that means he's shit you know and it's like the truth is in the middle but it's so hard to get there when the like the the two people will take any words you say and be like, see, look, he agrees he's the best or he's shit. When in reality, I'm like, no, he's obviously a very great individual player who has struggled to make teams work if he doesn't already have other great talent on the team. He doesn't elevate people, you know? That was the that was that was the only thing was like he doesn't seem he, he like he's a great player, but he's not like people are saying he's one of the best in North America, but I'm very confident if you took people who were usually in conversation for best in North America, like Jensen and Bjergsen's and, and others that like, if you put them on those teams, they would become better than what they became when Froggen was on them. I have a Froggen interview. That was the main point that I was making was like, he's probably more between like fourth or sixth, And like, as a, as a complete package, not just as a laner, if you're talking about solely laning, he's definitely higher. Um, but you mm-hmm. know, people who play with him said he, he won't sacrifice for you. Right. The way, 
Poe Belter was on record saying like, I'm someone who's going to like all go into if I think it'll, if it's the right play and stuff like that. And that's, that's only, that's been the only complaint people who are trying to find the middle ground have is like, I mean, he's, is he the team player sometimes that his team needs him to be? And if he can, and like I said, if he can get on a team with other good players, he'll look even better because, you know, he's a super, super good player. He puts a lot of pressure on the enemy team. If suddenly Hooney's also putting pressure on the enemy team, people can't focus him as easily. And those other concerns you have about like, you know, does he roam well? Is he going to uh, sacrifice for the team by giving up a, a champ? Like, is he going to play Malzahar for your team or something? You know, like these kinds of questions mm-hmm. don't matter anymore. Mark, I'm kind of surprised you're not tripping. <laughs> what do you mean tripping? Oh, because you're doing so much backpedaling right now. I feel like that's just. Oh, uh, is that is that backpedaling uh, saying what that. I've always said that he's between fourth and sixth on my power uh, rankings uh, that you the, can go back and check <laughs> on record because it's my job to speak on record. Mark, I I'm gonna be honest. I just wanted to make that joke. I thought it was pretty clever. Um, you the, thought of it. <laughs> you just had to say it. There's a, so I did an interview with Froggen this past weekend that <clears throat> that uh, is on Reddit right now. And the top comment is, it's an absolute crime. We still haven't seen Froggen versus Bjergsen or Jensen in a best of five ever. Really hoping we get to some point in 2020. Yeah, I saw that. And Thorin replied and said, been waiting so many years for it. Which <laughs> is great that you cracked. <laughs> he never comments in any of my threads. It's just Froggen is, is Thorin bait. I love it. <clears throat> anyway, so I, I, think, I think people are getting a little ahead of themselves. I, I will say, like, I... This is a hot based, take show. Based Travis. off the very yes, I know it's a hot take show. <laughs> yeah. But based off the very first week, don't you know what show you've made, Travis? Uh, what? No, this is the the cold take show. No, based off the very first week, I think it's a little early uh, to say to be so confident in, in Dig and FlyQuest. I think Dig is the type of team that I could see blowing up halfway through the split, and maybe not like going down to a bottom placing. But I'm not saying that I, I'm not as confident in their ability to hit third. I think FlyQuest is similar. I think those are the two. Those are the two. I feel like if you look at splits over the years, there's usually the the teams that start off really strong, and then suddenly like C9 or Fly or sorry C9 or TSM or one of these other teams suddenly get their shit together and they get pushed down to like fourth or fifth. And I feel like that's. I can see that somewhat, but I was thinking more that Dignitas and FlyQuest would fight for third just standings for playoffs. I wouldn't think they. I'm not going to confirm whether they'd end spring, uh, spring split in playoffs third or fourth. I just think that for standings wise. Yeah, and I think I think that's a, a good distinction to make because teams with Huni like Echo Fox and um, uh, Immortals, Immortals, right? Like they 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 were dominant, especially in the first part of the season, and then and then in Echo Fox they started to drop off, uh, and even in spring split, and they end up third after being first for the majority of it. Uh, and, and Froggen has had that a little bit on Golden Guardians, uh, where they were really good in spring, started to slow down a little bit, um, and then you know by summer we're we're not even in playoffs. So I I think it's it's a, a good point to make, but I agree that they're looking really good right now, and a lot of teams have to do some catching up, and that's assuming that you know, uh, excuse me, Daring Toss doesn't improve or doesn't explode. Yeah. Just Excuse me. Thanks so much for good. the call. Anything you want to shout out here at the end? Nope, I'm good. I think I'm good. Have a good one. Right, let's take a quick break right now to talk about Alienware. <clears throat> Do you guys know that Alienware will be will be powering a new LCS arcade 
at Riot Games in the LCS Arena place. Do you know about this, Mark? Did you see it? I saw it, but I haven't walked in there yet. Yeah. So they're going to... I was actually just filming some interviews in there today. It's pretty sick. Uh, anyway, Alienware continue to do some really cool things for League of Legends esports fans. Uh, they're going to be doing a bunch of stuff that's uh, fantastic throughout this year. Hoping to announce some uh, news about me and Alienware soon as... Things are progressing. Anyway, I uh, I really appreciate all the support that they show for our content because Mark and I, let's be honest, if we weren't getting paid to do this show, Mark and I, we'd, we'd wrap up Monday Night League. We'd go home and, and go to sleep. And maybe Mark would watch some anime. Maybe I would play. Apparently there's a, there's a good Jason Bateman show on um Netflix or uh, HBO right now that I would be watching because like hear my what girlfriend it? watching it. I don't know. She said it was good, and I watched the Outsider. It. Yeah, people are saying okay. So we we he'd be watching the Outsider. I might be watching the final episodes of BoJack Horseman. I'm excited about that. But instead, we're here doing this show for you because Mark and I we don't we lost our passion a long time ago, and Alienware dollars are the only thing that are really keeping us going. I'm looking for any way out of this scene, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We love this, but I uh, I do I do also love Alienware because they support us and and uh, help us do this content. So uh, thank you so much to Alienware for supporting so much of what we do. I don't know if you guys can see, but I have like all this Alienware swag just sitting on on my couch that I got to figure out what to do with. They sent me a new new set of stuff. Mark and Mark's already decked out. I can't I can't give him. Do you need a mouse, Mark? Nah, I could use a mouse. This one okay, looks okay. There we go. Mark, Mark's going to get a new mouse. Compliments of Alienware. You can go check him out over at alienware.com slash Travis. Look at the enthusiasm on that face. That's happiness and joy. Brought to you by Alienware. Anyway, let's move on to the next caller. Um, on Hotline League, as Mark grabs the next person, a couple of quick shout-outs. By the way, please sub. Just sub. If I say sub five times in a row, sub, sub. Sub, sub, sub. Will you guys do it? Ooying Fang for four months. Zbake05, Mr. Ra 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 Ra. Sorry, I'm losing my voice here. Soybeans for three months. And Saucy Entry for 13 months as well. I appreciate Oh, everybody's just saying no in the chat about the sub situation. That's disappointing. Volume is here. Volume, where are you calling from? I'm calling from Connecticut. Uh, Connecticut. East Coast. East Coast. Welcome. To the show uh, it's kind of late there thank you for staying up so late uh yeah no problem i really wanted to be on the show uh i haven't been able to be on i mean i've been following you since you since yahoo exploded so nice well i appreciate it yeah those the good old days what do you want to talk about on the show tonight uh i'm here to talk about that um uh, imt versus tsm wasn't that awful especially if you're imt because all I right they, they didn't have their players um like i believe so i just came over like that week and uh they I, I agree their early game looked really badly like real bad and uh but they managed to out macro and outpace tsm even with an early lead and both teams honestly drafted really badly like why are you picking ezreal so like, well, you could agree the quality of the game was bad right you're just saying it wasn't well, that bad for imt i mean i think the like i think the macro at the end was pretty good from imt like they didn't have to do anything tsm's comp was so bad like they couldn't do anything their team their comp fell off uh uh, they didn't have any engage. Like, what are they gonna do? Lee Sin kick? Like, Dardock had to play like an absolute like god in order to get them in any engage. And I think Bio Biofrost like played well on Tom Kench, but like 
they didn't have any engage and i mean neither did imt so like it was that's why it stalled out so much because they they couldn't like pull the trigger at least in my opinion and like the the way imt like maneuvered around the map using so as an smithy's like game knowledge really uh i think really carried them and on the, in fact like all tech played really well on the ezreal i think his laning was bad but like the late game all ezreal like really paid off for them and uh I don't know what's wrong with TSM, but like their draft looked bad. If and like Broken Blade can't hit Rumble ults, so like so, I don't sorry, know. are you? Are, can we agree that that was a a bad game of League of Legends? Or are you disagreeing with that take? I mean, I I think that I mean, so so I I think it was like a good game from a macro perspective, but I guess it was a I, I'm not I'm not really sure how to say like. Uh, I'll I'll try and give you my most positive take for Immortals, and you can tell me if you're on the same page. Okay, that was a pretty shit game, but Immortals maybe didn't have much time to work together, uh, and the fact that they could win was good. But I don't think in the current meta any game should take 61 minutes if people yeah. are making good macro decisions. Yeah, um, or think- and stuff. Maybe I'm like picking the wrong hill to die on, but like I, I, I just think that they, they fell really far behind. Like they fell far behind early game, and I, I agree that their play early was really bad. But like they managed to sneak the Baron, and it, they looked really panicked. But they, they, because they got the early Baron, like TSM didn't know what to do. I, I think it was more more on the onus that TSM should have been able to close out this game, and that Immortals was trying to come back from behind with a comp that really was just trying to poke out TSM. Okay, Maybe so Mark, yeah, but Mark, at the let same me ask time, you, okay. would you would you say that IMT was impressive because they were behind, they had little time to prepare, and as a very new team, the ability to continue to perform. Okay, well, I'm just trying to help. The I would say, as a new team, you're happy to get the win, and you should improve. And the fact that you beat TSM is good. Maybe they're a worse new team than you are, so that you're better than some people in the league. But I don't think you could say they played good League of Legends for a new team when you see Dig, you know, yeah. <laughs> in your in your same league. So I, I can't agree that they played good League of Legends. The draft was good. They picked a lot of uh, disengage and protection against a team with really shit engage to make it really hard. But then, like, look at Niski's Zoe compared to. Ika's Zoe in the late game and like the fact that they couldn't really poke TSM off of objectives and eventually Senna started doing a better job poking them off because the game went so goddamn late like I just can't buy that that they did good you know I I think I think TSM played two passes or like messed up a couple times when they had advantages where their comp could win and then then they they had to engage and they couldn't and then for some reason it still took immortals forever to win yeah uh, yeah i don't know i agree then like I, I do agree it wasn't like the it wasn't like the greatest playing of all time but like considering that everyone considered that imt was going to be like god awful like i think that they managed to like show something and maybe tsm was just ridiculously overhyped yeah i think it's more of that right it's not you don't look at that game and you're like wow everyone thought imt was going to be god awful and look at how good they are it's like Wow, I, everyone thought IMT was going to be god-awful, and look how much worse TSM is. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, think this, a... I, uh, I mean, I think IMT has, like, a lot to build off of, at least. So, um, I mean, maybe... I, I'm not sure how to feel about Ika. Like, he, I think his Zoe was, like, meh. But, like, he and he had the counterpick, but he was leaning against Bjergsen, albeit a sick Bjergsen. 
So like, and they they played FlyQuest, which you could argue is one of the best teams right now in the league, based off the the week for, for their first game. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I would think, like I, I would feel confident this weekend moving IMT up on predictions. Like I know I think on maybe the week before we. Mark and I were discussing who's going to be the worst team, and I think I at one point in time felt like IMT was in the running for it. But I, I'm happy to say that they, I don't think they're going to be necessarily like a bottom two, bottom three team. I could see with a little bit more practice them being much better. Yeah, I, I don't know. I had them, I think, eighth or something, uh, and I still feel like that might be where they end up, depending on if teams like CLG and TSM get it together i think golden guardians is the other team that they're 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 pretty much fighting with so i don't know i'm still like i eat that i don't think they're playoffs that didn't make me think that they would be watching that game was not like oh that was probably a playoff caliber team i'm also willing to vote imt as the new fly quest <laughs> we're gonna talk about fly quest later but in terms of like i think they're gonna be the team that does the least interesting stuff from a branding standpoint so, yeah, we have we have we have that topic. Oh, we do. Wait, damn, Mark, you've been so good. Wait, at the immortals. Wait, you see immortals or immortals? Oh, immortals do, is doing something from a branding perspective. No, that's what I'm saying. They're going to be the new FlyQuest, meaning FlyQuest will ascend, uh, and then immortals right, right. will be okay, the new one okay. that we make fun at for being like irrelevant yep. from a. Anyway, uh, volume. Thanks for the call. Anything you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, I just want to thank uh, you guys for letting me on the show. I, I've been wanting to kind of come on it's late because it's i'm in the east coast but like i'm really glad that i was able to come on the show and i've been i love your content travis i've been watching for a long time yeah so thank, thank you. you i really appreciate it thanks for calling in i hope you had a good time thank you see ya see ya <sighs> moving on to the next caller we have skips 35 sheep she ape 42 1997 Lol Esports fan and Don January, who have subbed. Thank you to all of you wonderful people. Lol Esports fan with two N's. I wonder if that, that person's last name has an extra N, like their last name is fan with two N's. EGR is tweeting about their Dota team. I agree with that, Lepu. I will say that. I made the mistake recently of following EG, and it does feel like they tweet about their Dota team a lot, and I don't like that. I want less Dota team, I want more League of Legends. Let's do team tweets. Hello, Khan. Welcome back to the show. It's been a bit for you. I guess it has. Are you, you're kind of far from your microphone. Sorry about that. I'll pull up closer. Oh, that's better. Okay, thank you. Where you remind me where you're calling from? Uh, Boise, Idaho. Oh, fantastic. Well, uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? So, one of the things I noticed last week during the owners' meetings that people were posting about was like the graphic about how uh the lcs was the third most popular sport in na between ages 18 and 34. yes and i saw a lot of people kind of like yes and no rightfully and not kind of uh talking down on like jack and especially you know steve saying like oh the mlb and you know nhl get millions of viewers you guys don't get that like this is a misleading thing uh, but the reason why this is actually a very good number... I mean, those are the boomer yeah, sports. Those are the boomer sports. And I've, this is something I learned about with TV recently. Is The reason why these are very good numbers to have is that demographic, 18 to 34, is probably the most valuable demographic in terms of advertising and yes. uh, things being seeked right now. 
Are you bumping your microphone, by the way? It sounds like you're kind of bumping a mic. I think I'm bumping my... Uh, yeah, just be yes, careful with it. That's good. Uh, so a lot of people were out there saying it's not doing as much and stuff like that. And, you know, they have a point there. But there is an actual huge positive in the fact that in the most popular demographic, it is pulling a better average than some of the major league sports right now. No. So so the reason that... Exactly. So that that presentation is from an internal... It's the owner's meeting. And the reason why Riot put stats out there is not for the audience. Like, it's nice for us to see it. It's cool. I sent it to my dad to make fun of the fact that his favorite sport, baseball, is dying and mine is rising. But <laughs> I, I, and he said, wow, it's almost like a real sport. And now I will get back at him at some point. But I, I they actually put that out there more for, like, biz dev, right? Because the idea is that you put that out there and other and marketing folks who are trying to hit the 18 to 34 demo are going to do this. You know why Bud Light is almost certainly sponsoring League? It's because no one I know drinks Bud Light and they need to get eyeballs in on this, right? Uh, I, I assume that they were going to promote their seltzer more over time because I feel like Bud Light is just dying with this. But like State Farm, the same thing, right? Like you cannot reach... Uh, there's a... <clears throat> I think it was the army. Ooh, recently. Ooh, you do do a do a do a do a stream poll about do you care? Do you like Bud? Do you drink Bud Light? Okay. Okay. Well, that's kind of hard because some people probably don't drink beer in general. But all right, say, do uh, you drink? Can you do three options? Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. No. I can't drink. Do you drink Bud Light? Yes. No. I don't drink beer. Let's go with that. All right. Poll is in the chat. Let's go. Um, but the like state, uh, there was a, a military arm. I think it was the army recently who was talking about how they stopped running Super Bowl ads and ads on stuff like that because they realized that their demo, right? They want to recruit young men generally or young people are mm -hmm. not watching those events. And so they're going to start spending their money in esports. Uh, I don't know if, how I feel about that, but it's, it's indicative of the fact that like this stuff is happening. Okay, so 13% say yes, 32% say they don't drink beer, 55% say no. So there's, I mean, you know, 50% of our audience is like they drink beer and they don't drink Bud Light. So maybe there's a world where like if Bud Light does this now, I don't, I don't think, never mind. I'm not going to say that because I might want them as a sponsor, but I, I am, you know, this, uh, this is true. That's why people are excited about this. So I, I agree with your point. Like it is an incredibly valuable demographic. Some might say the most valuable. There's a lot of brands that want to get access to it. None of us are watching TV anymore because we don't have TV. A lot of us ignore, we're running ad block and we're, we're ignoring advertising when we see it elsewhere. So esports is the way to do it. And it makes a lot of sense now that, that people are trying to do that. Yeah. And because most people aren't drinking light beer, if they throw the, the Bud Light, they can convert them. Hopefully. Yes. I, I drink, I used to drink Bud Light all the time. And if someone put a Bud Light in my hand, for money, I absolutely would drink it. Same. I mean, not then that I, I used to drink it, but I would drink it for this is a bad. This is a dangerous way of putting it. I'm an influencer, but... <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, I definitely have a couple more points I want to make on the take, too, though. Because I think that one of the things that I felt was the most misleading with this is, like, yes, the average is a, is a, is a 30,000 higher than MLB, 60,000 higher than NHL. But... Both those leagues, and even NBA, play thousands of hours more a year. Would 
our little thing called the LCS be able to support this type of average if they had to potentially, you know, play 2,000 more hours a year? Or would that average be boggled down to below those levels? Well, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought it was based on the amount of time that people spend watching annually, not how many average people are watching at any given time. Let me go back to uh, our pal... You gonna pull Jack? Jack tweet. Oh, Jack's probably tweeted a lot. I think Steve probably tweeted less. Let's find the. Let's find the image. Yeah, you'll you can find it on one of them. Yeah, I have the tweet here. It says Nielsen average minute audience. Hmm. I forget what average minute audience means. It's a new thing that they're starting to use a lot in the last like year or two. Uh, part uh. Average minute audience, which calculates the average number of people watching a broadcast at any minute during broadcast. Okay, yeah. So it is actually, so it's a little less hype than I think it is, because, or I thought it was initially, because it's about how many people are watching it and the average amount of people that are watching at any given minute, not how much people might be watching more baseball because there's more baseball to watch than there is league, for instance, uh, or LCS at least. So, right. So, like, when, when, when something goes on, well, I wonder if it aggregates across. Well, it's, it's one of those things, too, because one of the big reasons why we moved back to best of one from best of three was because with that much league going on, it hurt the viewership average and less people seem to be watching. I don't, I think they, I don't think that's why they did it. I think they did it because less people were watching it in general. Yeah, I think, well, yeah. Either it way. Wasn't. My last point with this, though, is with numbers like this and stuff, and with the news that came out with Blizzard this last weekend, when are the owners going to start putting pressure on Riot to try and make a broadcasting deal for the LCS? Because, they are. So, know, me- so this, so, so I will, I will say this. Uh, even this, even though I don't, I don't think this is supposed to be public. Riot and the owners are currently having discussions around. Uh, how to best find how best to sell broadcast rights to platforms. I don't know if that would mean it go off Twitch. I don't know if it would mean it go on TV or whatever. But this is something LCS is is looking into. And for anybody out there in chat that gets mad or does not want to see that happen, just know for like an economic standpoint, if you, not saying this is going to happen or not, but if the LCS had like a three year, hundred two hundred million dollar deal. That money can get put back into the orgs and players where every org could be financially viable without having to worry about their YouTube content always needing to be something. They can well, focus on the players and stuff like that. Well, and I think it like I think a lot of people will let me let me caveat everything that um I just said with there's no evidence that it it could be, for instance, so right now, people probably don't know this, but Twitch, YouTube, Caffeine, they all pay Riot money to get access to the LCS. It's just not really talked about. Like the people are already like Riot already makes money broadcasting the stuff on these things, and they tend to do it as part of like bigger deals, right? It's not just like it's not a a how many ads or whatever. Like when you see downtime during the LCS broadcast, it is because they have contractual obligations because they have sold rights to these different broadcast partners, and those broadcast partners then have the ability to run ads during those times. So they're already making money doing this. The thing is, is that right now they do it non-exclusively and they're probably not making as much money as they can there's also discussions like you you do you want to put league on tv you know could you sell it to espn or something along those lines like uh, similar to what overwatch did i think for a little bit so 
So I think to date, Riot and the owners have not done, have not focused as much on trying to make money off of broadcast revenue. Um, and that is something that they are going to start doing soon. It will not probably not come into place in 2020, but I think their discussions around 2021. Again, doesn't necessarily mean it's coming off Twitch. Maybe it goes to Twitch exclusively. Maybe they just get more money from Twitch and YouTube because they become exclusive and they lock in multi-year deals. Maybe it's also available on TV. Who knows? I don't think anyone should be freaking out about it yet, but um, that is definitely something that I think they are pursuing. Thank you for that. I, that makes me happy to hear. And I mean, with all the other with regular streamers and stuff getting big contracts with all these things, it would only make sense that yeah, the league itself would be doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, thanks, Con, for the call. Anything you want to say uh, before we move on to the next caller? Man, just TSM, new players, same stuff. <laughs> I guess so. Hey, thanks for the call. You guys have a good night. Have a good one. On to the next caller. Mark, you want to go grab him? Mark is grabbing him. Great. Uh, let's see. We got Mitchell in the chat for two months. <clears throat> Slogmo Darfin for two months as well. Uh, thank you to our subs. Really appreciate it. Oh, Big Drew 9288. Thank you for the Prime. Appreciate it. Jack says that was a great caller. <laughs> Jack just liked the caller because of the, the little jab at TSM at the end. Watkins is here. Watkins, where are you calling from? Calling from Toronto. Toronto. Ontario? Yes, sir. Okay. What do you want to talk about on the show tonight? Um, I think that Dig Academy is good for the academy environment and has potential to help or produce or train newer talent. Interesting. Okay, because we had a caller, was it last week, Mark, who was very anti. They, they felt that we should have restrictions on how many. A lot of people. Yeah, I heard them. It's, it's a relatively a popular I, sentiment. Yeah. yeah. I think Reddit and everyone is blowing up about it. Okay. Um, well, go ahead really, and As you said earlier, earlier in tonight's show, um, the point of academy is to level up players. Um, and in traditional sports, there's so many ways for players to kind of interact with each other, and you can see how they would gauge when it comes to pro things. Um, with them being full of veterans, they all want uh, a second chance at academies. So they're all going to try hard. DeMonte even said um, that it would be disappointing if they don't win. Um, and so it's a good test for them to show that they still have it. It's a good test for others to also try and see so people saying you should, you should be up in lcs um with that if he can play good against demonte and lane maybe we'll see what happens overall but but why do you think it's good um i think it'll help grow new talent i think we don't we never see how they play against um other lcs calibers um, but we can see now how they will perform against these dig players. It's hard to say how a whole team competes against it, but especially looking at laning stats, um, you should be able to see if a laner can cut it against someone else. I um, this is a, this is an interesting one because I do like the idea of getting players and having good academy teams basically like you know what c9 academy has been in the past right that's this is a more extreme example you could argue because at least like before they had zazel who was a little less proven and stuff this there's like no one unproven aside for a lane swapping phoenix right um and i think that's my only problem is it 
I don't mind there being like decent players in Academy who like because there's a couple of reasons they work, right? You can make a business move in the in the off season between spring and summer to maybe someone needs a Demonte and they can move him over, you know, and they make some money off it. He has a place to stay uh, active while still being pretty much LCS caliber for sure. And then you also can, like you said, have good players in Academy for uh, up and comers like Oblaze Olive and Yasui to play against, right? The problem I have a little bit is League is such an interconnected game that when you do that with all five players, they kind of just like, you know, it's it's one of these games where suddenly everyone gets shit on, right? You know, like yeah. it's, it's, it's a very fine tipping point between a close game and a slaughter. And if you make too good of an academy team, you're not really seeing how good Yasui is versus Demonte. You're seeing how good Yasui's team is against Demonte's team with them being a part of them. And, and suddenly that becomes a very different check because if Acadian is in there, he's much better than the other jungler. And then the support uh, who I'm blanking on right now, uh, who's, who's dig Academy support? Ole? Yeah. Right. Uh, if Ole- yes. Yeah, Ole's way better than the other guy. He starts roaming to mid as well. Like it's not a one v one lane, and suddenly it's a, it's totally different, right? And I think that's my my bigger problem is like I don't mind if it was just Demonte and Acadian being like this is what a mid jungle duo looks like in the LCS. Let's see if these guys can stack up. But it's also Ole, <laughs> and it's also Lorlo, and it's also you know. A phoenix who is world swapping so that's i think that's my problem is it's is if you make a team too good you're not actually learning anything you're just watching like yeah i knew those guys were better i think but mark this is only an issue though if they just end up crushing everybody in academy and don't drop games right i mean it depends how they lose sometimes arrogance happens you know like oh yeah well we're so fucking good we'll just kill them all and then they lose you know and that's yeah. that's more like that's more dig academy loss than you you won. And so I, I do I, think I, I, I was just going to say I think it's I never want to say that academy is only about developing talent cuz even though that is probably the primary objective oftentimes it is the way teams often use them as as an interchangeable pool of players, you know, like the 10 man roster type thing. I don't know if that's what dig is planning on doing, but it makes sense to try to invest in your LCS team by expanding out options into your academy team. I also, it's hard for me to get really upset about the this like veteran situation whenever it's just one team. You know, if it's like our developmental league just turned into like the majority of the teams or half the teams hanging out with a bunch of longtime players, that'd be kind of scary. When it's one team, these are players that for the most part are considered like Sort of on on towards the bottom end of LCS. Well, yeah, I don't know. And, and I think one thing I actually don't mind is that Dignitas Academy is largely players who were in the LCS just last split. I actually dislike it more when it's some perennial Academy player who's taking up a spot. Like if if you've been in Academy slash Challenger for four or five straight years, that actually bothers me more than the guy who got a crack in a couple, like, you know, DeMonte had a year or a little more or two, and now he's back in Academy again. You know, yeah, like, he's what just kind of holding it down, right? So. Right, yeah. It's more of like, okay, this guy just needs a shot. But, like, when it's it's the same guy again and again and again and again and again, like, what are you waiting for? What are you, who is he, te- he's, he's more, 
kind of like gatekeeping or something than he is really like, oh, I'm actually going to put him in the LCS like Travis was saying. And so I think that's another reason I have a little less of a problem with with Dignitas is like Phoenix at 80 carry could actually work out. And Ole was playing last year and so was DeMonte and so was Acadian. And uh, Lorlo's a little bit more removed, but, you know, he at least still was, he was, you know, a game away from making finals uh, a couple of years ago. I think the big of it helping develop teams is the fact that these teams should be scrimming against each other. Um, so when you have those teams doing that, they're going to take advantage of mistakes where other academy teams wouldn't. So it should hopefully provide reviews for academy teams to hopefully it's, level up their play as well. It's, it's a tough argument to make because there is a breaking point. You kind of hey. heard a lot of... Uh, um, Sometimes you just get shit on so hard. It's like, what'd you learn? Well, I learned I'm not as good as DeMonte. You know, that's not a teaching point. And when you play against a team so much better than you, you don't actually learn anything. Um, and I think it was Golden Guardians and like Hunter was talking about this when they initially made their first Academy roster, which was just like full of new guys. It's like, there's no stability in the lineup. Everyone's just trying to learn what the hell they're supposed to be doing and what they're bad at. And so no one actually gets a chance to improve because they're all just getting crapped on. Like, you don't learn basketball by taking your youth league rec team and playing against LeBron. You don't learn anything. I learned LeBron shits on my face, you know? And that's something that it's, it's obviously slightly hyperbolic, but that is a problem that might happen with dig Academy is it's just like, they're too good. I'm hoping that we see a little from different Academy teams this year, especially where everyone kind of does have two or three experienced players and the season will, Hey, thanks, Watkins, for the call. Is there anything that you want to say before we move on to the next caller? Uh, just thanks for doing this. Thanks to Alienware, and have a good rest of the show. Have a thanks. good one. Mark's off to grab the next caller. Shout out to Law Esports fan for the 300 bits. Mark shows your cat. Travis, you're awesome. Uh, Dillman926, thank you for the 500 bits. We got a lot of bits coming out tonight. Thank you everyone for the bits. Dillman now the bit leader. It's a a bit party here at the LC on the Hotline League post LCS show tonight. Uh, it's awesome. Mark spending some time up there. We got three more callers to go before this evening, and then I'm gonna. Uh, by the way, people ask for di the link to the Discord. Just put exclamation mark Discord in the chat. All right. That's and maybe when you see somebody else ask for the Discord, you link the Discord them with exclamation mark discord mark is not muted mark is in a different channel he's getting people onto the show we're uh figuring stuff out he should be joining us any minute yeah i've got some interviews i can air after the stream too jade welcome to the show welcome back remind me where you're calling from oh i'm sorry i got caught by the delay um i'm calling from toronto toronto okay well welcome uh back on the show what do you want to talk about tonight um, I wanted to talk about how I thought C9 was going to win finals, but Mark told me to talk about the FlyQuest branding, and I could talk about that forever. <laughs> Mark, are you, this is not going to go well for the comment that was like, yo, I just want Mark, Mark and Travis have things they want to talk about. Why, you know. No, I. No, I'm fine with talking about FlyQuest. I think their branding is brilliant. I think it's really good. People often put multiple takes in. No, and sometimes I'm like, talk about yeah, it. I'm, like, I'm picking like, yeah. you for this one. Yeah, yeah. I just want on record. So when C9 wins finals in summer, I can be like, 
I called. Okay. It's on record. Uh, talk. I assume you also wanted to talk about the FlyQuest thing. This isn't something Marcus yeah, was telling I love you to it. talk about. Okay. Um, I was always like a big, well, not a big. I liked FlyQuest. I liked CNI a lot, obviously. And, you know, they were like high. Um, and I always kind of wanted them to do at least decent. I never thought they'd be like first or whatever. But I like Wild Turtle. I like the whole team. In- <laughs> but... They have like no brand. They never did. And now this is like the perfect engagement, especially for people who have a main team, which like very few people are going to pick FlyQuest as their main team. Unless you're just coming in and you just random pick, you're not going to do that. And so what you need is a way to engage people and make people want to watch FlyQuest games. And so it's so well done. Where it's like, first of all, if they win, if you don't care about either team, you're going to root for FlyQuest because you're just like, yay, 100 trees. It's like a thing to latch on to, to root for them, or to watch their game. And then also the ocean keeps you engaged in the game, because, you know, if an ocean comes up, it's like, oh, if they get that, you know, and so it, it drives engagement and a reason to, like, enjoy their games outside of, like, an ethereal, oh, I want this team to get fourth. And that's, like, a lot of teams where it's just, like, I want them to get fourth. Yeah. So so a couple of things Jack, oh, I really like what Fly is doing. Kind of shocked. Yeah. <laughs> no, I so so a couple of different things here. One worth pointing out that um, there that uh, Megumi expert Trisha Sugita, who uh, was over there for a while, I think is there. I want to say general manager. She was. Uh, she's now the CEO. Yeah, okay, okay. So that changed as of like a week ago, or at least they announced it. I think this past week. So I think with that comes new leadership, seemingly at the organization it does seem like they're making some interesting things what i like about them so far is oh by the way she i don't know i don't think she'd have an issue with me saying this i was talking to her this weekend because she came out to the press box and she was like by the way i was laughing so hard when you guys were flaming us on hotline league and the problem was my first reaction was oh shit which time uh oh. we were flaming you <laughs> I didn't have a great. I didn't know which. Okay, do you know? Can you know off the top of your head which one? It, it was, was. It was the caller, right? It was the caller. So I had forgotten yeah. about that, and I thought I'd only thought about the last time um, when we had done the show. Where like, because she referenced Kelby being on it, and I was like, well, it's been a while since Kelby's been on, and I thought it was whenever he called it. I was like, well, Kelby called in about Greg. I was like, did he make fun of FlyQuest while talking to Greg? Um. So anyway, it, yeah, it was it was the time we had that fan. She she apparently knows the fan, and he he is like an ardent FlyQuest fan. But she was saying she really enjoyed it. And I, by the way, I thought that that that's such a great sport is whenever we so you know we we make fun of Cloud Nine every now and then. Jack won't talk to me for like five months. I just he flips me off at the studio. It's- he, I don't get any hugs from Jack when I mean to. Yeah, exactly. He chucks. Uh, you know, products at me violently. Uh, Free merch. It's funny because I used um, TSM and TL as an example of a game the last time I was on this show. And C9 is actually my team, and I didn't want to use them because I didn't want to be biased. So I was just like using it as well. And Jack was in the chat, like flaming, being like, get her off. Yeah, she yeah. doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. Well, That's either way, funny. I'm just kidding about that. But but team owners and GMs and everybody is just super sensitive. And it makes it hard sometimes to want to like. So I, I thought she it was great because she was a great sport about it. And she was saying, Did, what? Sorry, you go, you go. I was saying she was, uh, and she said, you know, this is great because we're going to come out with this like new brand stuff and people will feel good to see it. I officially, I originally, when I saw the jerseys at Asset Day, I was like, 
kind of weird. This like very Hallmark style flower art on the jerseys. I don't know how well it's going to go over, but I was like, but it does look really clean and nice. And as I continue to see it more, I was like, actually, it's kind of cool and very different and like very not sportsy, which I feel like a lot of teams and orgs are like, well, we got to make we got to make it look like sports. You know, did you sports? So did you, did you see uh, the segment that we did on Countdown on Sunday about uh, not my hot take? No. It was like we wrote hot takes for other people and they had to read them without knowing who wrote it and like oh, try and okay. defend the point. That's like an and SNL so, skit where they were making jokes for each other. and uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, there's a lot of things like that. Yeah. Um, and so I had written down Golden Guardians is the best franchise team at uh, establishing their brand. And their brand is being the worst team in the league. Okay, okay. <laughs> and like, read it. I, I, Crumbs ended up having to read it. And okay. he, didn't, he thought I was talking about their brand, like their actual branding. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was like, it's a, is it a bridge? Is it a sword? Okay, okay. Uh, that's great. That's even better. Now I need to go back and yeah. see this. This sounds great. Yeah. So it was. It was. It was like one of those things where I, I wrote the joke, and then we were all like, "Oh, should we actually say it?" Like yeah, yeah. Hunter's gonna get mad, probably. Like that. We're just flaming him. Yada yada yada. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, you know, it is true that like we're sometimes like, "Oh, I don't know if we should say it." Um, so the idea is that then they have to argue. They have to elaborate on why that's their hot take. Yeah. So so Crumbs reads it, and then he's like. You know, he he goes into it full, and he yeah. was like, "Yeah, they, they, their their logo sucks. What is it? Is it a spaceship? Is it a, you know like?" This sounds uh, great. I loved that. This is brilliant uh, idea. I really. It like was it. it was a pre- the segment was a bit of a mess because it was so like I don't know. We, yeah, we were I mean, kind you of guys are not all place. improv comedians, so I can understand why it's a little different. Yeah, but. I mean, we, it was good energy, and we we're all laughing, but like we were struggling to read them sometimes because we hadn't seen them before, and so you're reading it on this prompter that's scrolling this thing you've never seen before. So we we all kind of stumbled over them. Um, yeah. But it was a good idea overall. Anyways, I just brought it up as like an, another example of like you know sometimes you have a funny joke and you want to say it, but you're like, is it gonna like you know yeah. piss people off? Um, but luckily, I, but with the FlyQuest stuff. I just, I, I think the trees thing, like, Jade, I'm happy you're happy whenever you want to root for FlyQuest so trees get planted. I actually think the majority of League fans will not care as much about the trees getting planted what? and more just Have you the seen meme. The t- oh, yeah. I think people like okay. it as a meme or a joke, right? But that's why it's good. And that's what I mean. It's, it's like, it's kind of funny because I don't know. It's funny when they win because if you hate the enemy team... It's like they won and they're going to plant 100 trees. Yes. So you lost in favor of 100 trees. Although I will say it interferes with 100 thieves a little bit, which is kind of a problem. I also think... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. So I still think that makes it like so useful because when I initially heard that they're like, Go Green is like one of their new brands, I was like... That's not... No one's going to resonate with that. I mean, like people do care about the environment, but it's not like... It's you know, very, but but this is actually yeah. a great way to do it because there are so many memes where like, wow, this this team must really care about the environment for how many ocean drakes they gave FlyQuest. You know, like it yes. it gives you ammo to play with, which is why it's so good. Well, and they do little things like, hang on, let me see if I can pull this up. But they like there weren't any ocean drakes in the EG game today against Thunder Thieves, but they took what the the EG meme was with the Jazuke flamethrower thing. And yeah. they stuck flowers on top of his, like a crown of flowers. <laughs> and well, I don't know what he's, uh, I think it is the flamethrower, but it's just like they have 
I think Golden Guardians, I remember, they kind of wanted to embrace that they're like the good boys and wholesome. But FlyQuest has turned being wholesome into a meme, which I think is the best way to be wholesome. It's just like well, so, it's so good. I think the the wholesome meme thing, if they can keep doing it, like they're like flower children and like yeah. super over the top, maybe it's good. But like, so I don't know if I'm supposed to say what I'm about to say because it's kind of like those insider. are the best things to say. Yeah, so I'm gonna say it anyways. Uh, we were in like a meeting uh, where they were like, you know, just basically running the LCS talent people through. Um, what the teams wanted their brands to be yeah uh, and like what some of their pillars are and stuff like that as well as sharing some metrics around how many like different ways that they've like you know measured how many fans teams have um and they got to the FlyQuest one and like you know a lot of their brand things were like we want to be nice along i don't want to say exactly what they all were because i don't know if i'm supposed to but like it was like you know a, a lot of like being nice people yeah. And then it showed like that they didn't have that many fans, which we already know. I don't think I'm sharing anything. It's just like, right. you know, I saw I saw the data and I was like, that's kind of dangerous because we already they're already nailing their brand. They're so closely aligned. Like I could have told you that's what their brand pillars were. And the fact that I know that and no one gives a fuck is dangerous. You know, I was like, yeah, they need a new brand. That's <laughs> I think they're not, not. Whereas other teams, they had brands where I was like, that's not your brand. That's not what anyone thinks of you. They were actually nailing it, but they just, it was so bad. And that's are, why. Fans are from winning. Oh, sorry. No, that's not true. There's there's a lot of different ways to have brands. Um, primarily fans but, come from winning, but like you can't. Primarily. But you can also create, like, I think FlyQuest is the perfect secondary team. For like, you can kind of have like the two teams you root for, and I actually think a lot of people who are like TL fans, TSM fans, whatever, that are looking for a secondary team, they can enjoy FlyQuest because you know even if and I don't know maybe they're going to end up third based off of some of our earlier callers, but like even in a world where they're not winning, they're just they do fun things, right? Um, And so, anyways, my point was. 100 Thieves is a great example everyone's mentioning in chat as well. Like, you can make a brand. They were the first team to really, like, go all in on streetwear and this identity. And, like, they they did a lot of cool stuff. And they're, they're active on social media, whatever. Like, you can do it. And FlyQuest tried to do that. But they were so fucking cringy. And that's what the caller called in about, you know? When he was like, I love my boys on FlyQuest. But, goddamn, I feel embarrassed sometimes. <laughs> you know? And so that's why when I saw, like, oh, I think they're hitting it. But they're... But people don't... They know what your brand is. They just don't like it. Uh, but the the... When I saw Go Green, you know, as one of their new things, I was like, oh, God, it's going to be the same thing. But they've actually, like, the planting trees thing has worked out so well. So I'm actually super excited. They've done a great job beyond being Go Green, but making sure they tie it into their games in a really cool way that makes you Well, and I also loved their tailgate. Um, They had at their tailgate, like, all these other, all these teams had all these different things, right? Like, EG had, you could draw, you could get evil caricatures drawn of yourself, and... Uh, 100 Thieves had, I don't know, they were probably like throwing money at people. I don't know how 100 Thieves but, but either way, but like the FlyQuest one, they were, it was like a garden and you could get flowers. And like what ended up starting happening is you, you built like this little flower arrangement, I think is what it was. And I'd go to the other booths and these little flower arrangements would be sitting at the other booths. And it kind of just was like, oh my God, they're spreading. Like it just, and you knew immediately where those, the flowers were right. from. Like when I thought go green and I and when I saw it kind of in this meeting, I was like, they're going to be talking about their carbon footprint. They're going to be talking about like the earth is dying. You know, I thought like the sciencey side and I yeah. didn't think about the hippie culture esque 
free loving like yeah. Woo, let's go plant some trees bro yeah. you know like and i Hi- think the hippie orgies soon to be taking place with uh the fly come quest to thing. the fucking hookah bar come, come to the grove. have an orgy with uh, fly quest yeah. <laughs> 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 I, I just think that they this i like the identity of go green has been much better than i thought yeah. it was gonna be. yes Pretty soon, pretty soon, they're just waiting for right now. You know, the owners being last week, they were probably like, "How do we feel about weed? Can we promote? <laughs> can we get Weed Maps as a spot? Weed Maps, great title sponsor for the Go Green campaign for FlyQuest." Anyway. I hope they go that way. I hope they go towards flower orgies. <laughs> I just, I just like the idea of them like floating into other teams' like rooms and just like throwing flowers yeah. and shit. You know, like just going so over the top. With yeah, it. groovy zillion every draft says Kilbasa. <laughs> Oh, that's great but um the other thing i was gonna say is i really want i really want eg and FlyQuest to become like branding rivals Polar opposites that yeah. i think that would be so good like, like they I, just set their plants on fire yes yes i think it's so like because they are so opposite that i just want this has there has to be amazing content opportunities between FlyQuest and eg where you make them like like the the nerd the nerdy hall monitors that are like making sure yeah. that all the eco stuff is going great. Oh, Ovli's calling me. One second. Don't answer. We're on uh, a show Hello, right Ovli. I'm doing Hotline League right now. Um, how can I how can I help you? They can hear you. Oh, do you want me to mute? I can't hear. Should I mute? Okay. See you in 15 minutes. Okay. Bye. What the hell? Ovali's coming over in 15 minutes. Well, um, we'll be done by then. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, yeah, we got two callers, so we'll see. We didn't get through it. But mm-hmm. I hope that EG and 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 FlyQuest become crazy rivals. I think that that would be Just super say, good. if we win this game, we're going to burn down 100 trees. Yes, exactly. No, it's so good. <laughs> we're going to throw every, garbage in a river. <laughs> every infertile drake, we cut down 12 trees that are taken and, and do nothing with them. It's I just... I I really want to make that happen. Please try yeah. it, make that happen. Evil geniuses have a lab that's just like you know an evil underground lair that's just polluting like fucking yeah. crazy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Jade, thanks so much for the call. And don't worry, you officially got your C nine prediction, and Jack will remember you. Is there any, right. is there anything you want yeah. to say before we move on to the next caller? Yeah, I recently got a laptop. Um, my old one was getting kind of old and and really slowing down, and then someone bought me a laptop. But it wasn't an Alienware. It sucked. And I was, like, really bummed because I was like, I don't, like, want to take it back. That's so rude. What do I And then I got, well, I kind of got lucky because my cat peed all over it, like, a week and a half after this brand new laptop. And I was like, well, I'm taking this opportunity. I'm making a, cha- a change. And it worked out. Since I switched to Tidy Cats, I have had no more... Litter instance like this, and it's been. Yeah. Uh, that's We're a good on, fucking. On debate. our next caller. Uh, let's see. Local weed. They gave her the seventeen bucks. You know what's funny? We have hotline league callers that probably have no idea why the tidy cats memes persist, but just knows it's, they know it's like a hotline league meme because that was at least a year and a half ago. It was there's, my old place. Yeah, which was no at least way. eight months ago. There's no, I mean, it was, I think it was 2018 that that happened. I mean, Kelby was a permanent guest yes. or host at that point. Yeah, exactly. He was, I think he was living in San Francisco. So it was a long time ago. Anyway, you want to grab the next caller? Yeah. 
That was the attempt at the first sponsor. All right. <clears throat> Smoke weed, thank you for the 17 months. Perfect time for them to call in or to sub as we're doing the the FlyQuest Go Green thing. Um Yeah. Fantastic. Okay, Easy Mac is here. Easy Mac, where are you calling from? I am calling from Kentucky. Kentucky. Well, great to talk to you. Uh, what do you want to talk about on the show? Um, I was going to talk about the draft and just the first couple games from um, 100 Thieves. Sure, go for it. So, yeah, I, just so in the first game, obviously, Meteos got set back pretty, pretty bad in the beginning. But I think it was honestly like a lot of teams, sometimes you see teams really active at level one. And I just thought that they were kind of like lazy. I would say level one and just kind of like almost like a scrim, like they weren't expecting any kind of anything to happen really. And then it just kind of happened on a late invade, which um, is more prevalent now with like the catch catch up XP and the jungle change um, because you get set back that far. And then you see how far back Meteos was like pretty much all game. Um, and then also the, just Ryoma. So like putting him in the position where Rise is good, but when he's having to play and they last picked Rise into LeBlanc, which is normally good, but I just think that putting him against Jizuke, who's been to worlds and played against world-class mid laners, that it's just not really the best pick, especially with Meteos being on Olaf who doesn't have CC of his own, except for the slow from the axes. So it's just not super easy to execute either. Well, Jizuke uh, kind of looked like the weak point for EG that first game, so I can kind of understand why they wouldn't think of him as like, well, should we put him up against this world's caliber player? You know, that, That's what I was going to ask, Easy Mac. Where, where would you, if you had to quickly power rank Jizuke, where, where would you um, put him? In the middle, probably like five, six, seven. Like middle, yeah. So I would say he's either going to be top three or bottom three, but depending on the he, game. He, he, yeah, you're game, just coin yeah. flip him. Yeah, but he's he's hyper aggressive, and I think when you have a combo that's proven, like Lee Sin and um, LeBlanc, like it's easy. It's like so many people. I mean, that, those champions have been around forever. Like so many people have played that so many times. Like I just think that combo and the CC lock, it's just too easy. I I mean, like um, so what I'll what I'll say is I. I somewhat agree that like the draft wasn't great for controlling Jizuke. Um, but what, the reason I asked about your, your feelings on his power ranking in the league is because I don't even think he's that great of a mid laner. And I think he's a good player. And I think the mid lane pool is actually pretty strong in NA but, because of so many imports. But like Jensen, Bjergsen, Jizuke, Froggen, POE, Crown, you know, like there's so many good mid laners that like if Ryoma needs to be drafted around in order to survive Jazuke. Well, I am very well, I just hesitant. think it's first couple games sorry to interrupt, but just first couple games in NA and obviously he's not going against NA talent. Like he's a European player. He's played worlds. He's played a couple seasons yeah, that's, in that's, Europe. But that's that's what every mid laner in North America yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. They're all they're yeah. all like former world champs, finalists. They fucking all came from Europe where they were well, good. See, well, it's double. I'm not saying he did bad. Ryoma did bad because in the first game when he played Zoe, he was four one and nine. He did have did a you see bunch of. 
Yeah, but he and he did have missed um he did have missed paddle stars and missed bubbles like in crucial moments when they could have flipped the game, I think, and it wouldn't have had to come down to Meteos having to steal the Elder Dragon. But I mean all things considered, not too terrible, but like I mean the game was literally won by Meteos, even though he was like the reason they were behind for most of it too, because of the level one. Um what else I wanna say about the draft is it also like I don't think anybody would say that stunt is like was that like hyped up coming in because i mean we've seen him before and then to put him on champions like leona and rakan which are heavy playmaking people i would want like afro Mu or core jj to be playing um just giving them those champions and expecting him kind of to make stuff happen you just kind of see in a couple of the plays well more than a couple he just kind of made the wrong play or was kind of out of sync with his team yeah, but the problem is that's what the meta is. You're talking about Nautilus, Leona. Those are two of the most common supports in the meta. You got Braum in there, and then you have yeah. some people playing yeah. TK. I don't think TK is supposed to be as popular as it is in North America where they're like... No, blind. I think it's really good with um, Senna, though, because like the double global presence, like you come up, and then she can also like long yeah, range. But, but my my, my point is, I'm, stunt yeah. doesn't. if you don't like stunt on engaging playmaking champions, which, by the way, he's good at in solo queue. That's how he's so high rated. He's one of the best solo queue supports in north america because he is a good playmaker the problem more comes from team coordination and, and things like that so like if you don't like Which him is... on play go ahead yeah if you don't like him in this meta i don't know what meta you're gonna like him yeah i mean i wasn't too hyped on stunt when he got picked up i mean i love cody son i think he's like really really good like top four in a 80s but um I guess my point is this. I, I, you're, you're saying like the draft might have influenced these things and stuff, but like good teams are relatively meta resilient. Um, and so, you know, the, the draft with Ryoma really wasn't that bad. Like you said, they gave him last pick to try and survive Jizuke and it didn't go that great. And yeah, there's other things that could have gone better, but you're almost never going to get the perfect draft. Um, his Zoe game, like you said, he was okay in his scoreline, but his CS was not great and things like that. So I'm going to have to say, like, I'm very hesitant on Rioma. We saw what happened with Soligo last split and how detrimental a mid laner who needs constant attention and support is. And yeah. it's kind of looking like that through the first two games. Maybe things will turn around. Maybe you're right. I'm just saying I would, I'm not, I would never bet on that. I'm not betting on that. Yeah, so just what I wanted to say about that too was just like when they just had the the survey where they asked the pro players like what the two most important roles were, I'm pretty sure like mid and jungle were the most important. Mm -hmm. So I just think like also drafting towards a strong mid jungle like combo um, is just really important. And I think they did that with uh, Zoe and Gragas that can be really good. Um, A lot of like lockdown, even though the bubble isn't super easy to land in lane like all the time if you do, if you're not like already have six and have your ult to reposition to hit it um but just just the the lb or the rise olaf and then like picking rise which is so late game and basically putting him like side lane carry like just putting so much emphasis on him like late game being the insurance policy i would have liked to see him play something like i don't know uh maybe like oriana or something
Ooh, Oriana in a side lanes. I mean, the, the problem is when well, LeBlanc is going to go like on just, those... just force the team fight. Like, if she's going to, like, side, like... Because, I mean, you see, like, if she's, she's chunking people out either way, so, like, make a stronger team fight. Well... Because it just took, uh, it just I mean, took I him too long to get to a point where he's going to do damage when she's just, you know... The reason it took him a long time to get to a point where they're going to do damage is because he died a bunch... And then he actually, his CS was actually okay this game. It was better than Jazuke's um, for a little bit. I mean, Which, yeah, all, all, like I'm, it, all I'm saying is I think he's going to struggle this whole split. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, well, I'm, I mean, he, he will and struggle, I and I, you're playing for the summer, and I think that's good. They're, as long as his spirit is high, like, I don't think he's going to have any problem from his teammates. I think they're all positive. Um. You know, people say what they want about Medios, but I think he's he's talked about liking Riomo and that he's like really, even though he's green to the like in a pro scene, that he's you know positive and that he's working hard. So, hey, uh, Easy Mac, Avali just got here and we still have one more caller to go. So I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna end this call. Unfortunately, is there anything you want to say before we move on to the final caller? Uh, yeah. Uh, rest in peace, Kobe. All right. Thank you. Yep. Oh, the the screen. Yeah, Are you. Uh, Can see? Can see <clears throat> they can't see. I have a uh, fifty-five inch Alienware monitor that's sitting in the corner that's of my screen now. Bougie. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Do you want me to get the last caller? Yes. Okay. Uh, show us. I don't think I can show you. Yeah, my cable is not. Like, <sighs> people need to be careful in the living room. All right. What do we? Oh, this is awkward. The CEO of Evil Geniuses to my home. Uh, Dude, this is super awkward. Anyway, this is super awkward, Travis. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Alvi's concerning me. Sheep, sheep are you listening to me travis this is super awkward what this call it's gonna be super awkward <sighs> the, the call what's the call sheep welcome to the show where are you calling from i am calling from atlanta georgia atlanta georgia what yeah. is your take uh so uh someone was talking in the chat and they were talking about uh what they thought was like poor branding and they said uh and then even lower was going to be uh, EG. And I said that I kind of disagreed, but only the only part I agreed with was I feel like EG has kind of a cloud around what evil means. And I feel like I personally haven't really seen that other than like the Jizuke holding a flamethrower laughing maniacally. But like other than that, it seems like even the players don't really get what they're supposed to do. Like after hearing uh, Jizuke's interview today and then also the uh, interview that you did with and Skarn and Sazel. So your take is EG's kind of brute forcing like the evil branding. Wait, no. Get your own damn straw. That's actually fucking disgusting. Fuck you. Yes. Okay. And then um you I don't want to drink boba out of a cup. Um sorry for podcast listeners. Uh Ovli is here and she has brought Nicole, the CEO of Evil Geniuses here. This was randomly Thanks. showing up for the final call. Um, and also into my messy, messy room. Mark, is this you? 
I, I picked the caller because it was an interesting take because we were talking about FlyQuest branding and someone in the chat said that they thought EG's evil one was bad. So mm. then I, I pulled them. I didn't. I didn't okay. say I agree with it yet. Okay, so uh, so <laughs> so uh, you and so you think that they're kind of brute forcing it, but it's a it's an issue if the players don't represent it. And the only thing you've seen to date so far that involves the players representing it is like Jazuka using a flamethrower. Correct. Okay. Uh, Mark, why don't you go first? Well, I saw in the uh, count, not the countdown. It's not called the countdown. Just the Monday Night League pre-show. Uh, there's an interview with Nicole, and they were talking about how uh, live evil doesn't necessarily mean you have to be evil. It was that you're supposed to embrace whatever, like your personality, even if it means it's going to get criticized or some people might not like it. It's supposed to be, uh, you know, about being true to yourself. I must say, I didn't see that interview, but that sounds like bullshit. I don't know what that, the interview, what was going on in that interview. <laughs> It sounds you, like just a huge cop-out, you know? I, I think, That's what Nicole says. She's right there. I don't I think, think I put words in her mouth. Ask her. I think that, like, a good right example <laughs> of that would be, like, Double Lift a few years ago when, you know, his trophy case was empty. Like, he still shit talk everybody, but everyone was, like, I don't know. Everyone kind of hated on him a little bit, but he kept with it. And now you see where he is, like, you know, probably best North American ADC of all time. Would you... Jack says it's Mark blushing. Uh, Nicole... No. First off, welcome to my office, um, the the Travis Gafford Industries Alienware office. You might enjoy Alienware. Please send him the, a vacuum cleaner. All of, okay. Uh, is there? This is. Are you Damn. living evil right now? Um, would you Would you like to address this caller, or do you want to not address it? You don't have to, but you're now here, live on Hotline League. I know, and I regret everything. No, I think it's a fair question, right? As you know, EG is. Especially in league, ah oh, fuck. E.g., in league, especially you know, three weeks into existing, we are starting to roll out a brand identity. So I hope fans and community bear with us as we as we introduce a new concept. Which obviously there's a functional ability to not just come in hot day one with everything. It's we're building a long term sticky brand um, and building off of brand pieces that had already existed for E.g. over the past twenty years. So. Um, Glad you're skeptical. Hopefully that means you stay tuned as we produce more um, and get turned evil. That's the corporate way of saying fuck you. <laughs> I mean, I was just, what do you think, Sheep? Is that, I mean, mostly what she sounds, it sounds like she's saying is stay tuned. Like you haven't, you haven't, do you feel like that's okay or do you need to see more? Like, or is it already just disappointing that they're, they're sort of going with this and they haven't shown anything yet? Uh, I mean, I don't personally really hold a lot of like weight in branding. I just like watching the game and watching the players. So uh, I think for maybe like like non-hardcore fans, it's probably really important to them to like find a brand that they like. But I've been like watching since like season two or three. I've been watching Curse Forever and I love TL. So for me, it's not hard to like stay with the brand that I like. But if you're trying to find a brand, I think that probably somewhat important uh i think that there's other aspects of eg that are like really uh enticing to me just like the longevity i personally uh like being able to see that consistent, i guess uh 
product that they've been able to output through other teams, especially like Dota. I think their Dota team is uh, really cool and really consistent. So I don't know. I think for like, I guess like low level fans, if I had to say it that way, it probably matters a lot more than me. Uh, And I definitely see like they're trying to work on it. Like I think the Jujuke thing was like super good. But to me, that's been like the only thing so far. And that's why I felt that way. What do you think of, uh, since you're more of like an in-game fan, what do you think of EG so far as a team? From like the game experience type thing. Uh, let me pull up the roster again. You're gonna have I to think... pull up the roster. Did you they not play watch? They they were playing. Crushed today. Uh, okay. I I really love Xmithy as a TL fan. I think Soaz is good. I think that it might That's be. That's Immortals. That's what? Immortals. What, what the fuck am I looking this? at? Sorry, I'm sorry. I was looking right under Sunscarin and uh I'm out. Nice. and Bang. I'm out. I think those I'll three. No credibility. <laughs> I think uh, spe- specifically specifically Svenskaren, Jizuke, Bang, and Zazel are really good, and I think that together they can be a really explosive and really consistent team. I'm a little. I don't know what to think of Kumo. I didn't watch him a lot uh, in the past. Uh, but yeah, I think if like the other four, I think. I think, like, Jizuke, as you guys are saying, is kind of a coin flip. Like, either he's top three or bottom three, depending on the game. And, like, today, I think it was today, he played really well. Uh, and, like, Svenskaren is really consistent. I kind of think, I don't know about Bang exactly, but I think Zazel's also really consistent. So I think having that I don't like the EG brand, because the only brand I know is TSM. <laughs> what? I don't... I like TL. Whatever. TL. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so um, I think the roster is pretty good, but I think top lane might be a little weak. Okay. But I'm, I'm not really sure. I was mostly just teasing because I wanted to see you stumble <laughs> in front of. Uh, well, it was also just funny that like I like I watched the game and it's like, what team is that? <laughs> it was just like instant shooting of yeah. own foot. Sorry, she. Yeah, I, I know this call didn't go the way weekend. you were hoping. Um, there was maybe. <laughs> well, some it, was, surprises. it was one of those things. No one signed up for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I, I she left, but I was gonna actually chime in eventually. That like I understand why some people might think that in like the the pub talk topics where some of this discussion was happening, just because like it does feel a little dissonant if the brand is like we're gonna be the kind of like shit talky, not afraid to like start stuff, and then the pro players don't not only not only like stay silent and not do it but also when asked about it kind of shy away actively i think that's that's more of it um you know like like sheep initially said about some of the interviews with jizuke after the game and stuff like that felt like mm. yeah i but like at the same time we'll see right that's what they say i think brand can can build its own identity that like the players aren't 100 percent a part of like that it encompasses them completely hey thanks so much shape for the call anything you want to say as we say goodbye here uh not really i guess just uh maybe i think tl is a little weaker than they are last split and i don't really expect them to win yeah well good prediction hey thank you so much for the call thanks yeah have a good one all right um Mark, do you have any shout-outs, anything you want to say here at the end of the show? Um, no. Uh, what do you, what, you want to get lunch this week? Yeah, I'm free, I want to say Wednesday and Thursday are my good days. Let's do Wednesday. Thursday's girlfriend day. Okay. Aww. That sounds good. Uh, we'll do Wednesday then. 
All right. Dope. Um, lovely. Anything you want to say or shout out at the end here? Travis painted my boba by uh, drinking through the straw and then threw it away. Well, I don't like the jelly. It's pretty gross. Uh, Nicole, anything you want to shout out here at the end of the show? She said, uh, you, the mic doesn't pick up when you're quiet from far away. She said, before people come after me, they should know what they're fucking talking about. She said, fuck you. <laughs> right, so, fuck you, mama. So, the place you came from. So, okay. Anyway. Yeah, I just don't know. Smithy's such a nice guy. I can't <laughs> seem fucking shit, so I'm just a little hesitant. Okay, anyway. Anyway, uh, I think EG will be dropping the most F-bombs over the course of this this split. That's how they're going to be evil. You should, um, you should be willing... Well, I guess you probably already do play all, pay all the player fines, but First fine in the league. find some kind of like incentive. She said, yeah, yeah, you can share it. Oh, yeah, we got fined. The biggest fine and the first fine already. They, they've got fined already. Oh, really? Yeah. For what? Because <laughs> they, were, they, were, they missed the day of media day, um, and so they showed up on the wrong day. So they're already... They're already uh... that's, that's, that's the move. Just keep... Encourage your players to swear in interviews to be the bad boys. Yeah, if they exactly. can't, if they can't trash talk, at least they'll be vulgar. Yeah, exactly. Live <laughs> vulgar. <laughs> All right. So for me, I've got a ton of interviews coming out this week. I was going to uh, air one of them now, but uh, I'm getting ambushed. So I'm going to actually just host a friend, and then uh, we'll call it that. But I've got a ton of interviews coming out this week. I'm going to miss what? Oh, uh, I was going to host. Uh, Oh, no, I'm, I'm going to host Vienna because she doesn't stream at this time, and I think she, she'd she really benefit from the host. Anyway, thanks, everyone, for watching. This has been Hotline League episode 107. Mark, what are you doing? I'm oh, smiling. By the way, I, by, can Mark, can we say this is a success? We'll try again next Monday. Yeah, I thought this was fine. I think start. this worked out really well. We also had great viewership, so I think we're going to stick on Mondays. If it might not already start at 8, if the games run longer or whatever, we might do like 8.30 or something. But. What about the button? The bu we'll go on after the Bud Light League Lounge with Avli May. Anyway, thanks everyone for watching. This I'll is 107. Free.